Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Los Marcos Podcast. Once again, we have a two-man booth, but this time Kells has tagged out and Oscar has tagged in. What's up, Oscar? What's up? Kells gave me the hot tag. And just like Enzo Moore used to do back in the day, oh, I'm going to lose the match for Big Cass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Are you, are you recovered from this, like... Feels like it was like a forty-five-hour marathon of watching pro wrestling. Yeah, five-day marathon of nothing but wrestling, consuming wrestling content. Uh, by the way, guys, if you haven't listened to our NXT episode, that episode is up. Me and Kells did our uh, kind of like almost like a instant analysis. We released it the next day, but um, that was good stuff. You guys should check that out. But today we're gonna cover up. Uh, we're gonna cover WrestleMania, Raw, and SmackDown, along with any other important wrestling news that has popped up since then. Uh, you want to start? Let's start off with uh, WrestleMania. So we're gonna start with the seventy-two hour marathon that was WrestleMania. Uh, pre-show <laughs> started at five p.m. and it ended at what twelve thirty, twelve forty-five, right? I believe 12.30 our East, Eastern Standard Time on the So East Coast. for the rest of you guys I'm sure it was great Ended at 9.30 like normal people Or 10.30 but for, the rest, for us It was it was kind of hard It's usually not hard to sit down and watch Wrestlemania I was also fasting That's another story <laughs> But um, I thought I thought it started off great well, The first match was the Buddy Murphy match Or was it Yeah it was the Cruiserweight Championship match Tony Nese beat Buddy Murphy for the Cruiserweight title. Buddy Murphy had an incredible run with that belt. He was putting 205 Live on the map. I think he needs a main roster call-up. He could be maybe the next Neville. Well, actually, today... Well, spoilers. If you guys don't want to know, just skip like 30 seconds. But um, he's going to verse Velveteen Dream for the North American title. Wow. Because remember, post. I don't know if you saw the video post. Yeah, the, I hope everyone saw that tweet. Yeah, Velveteen basically recorded like a video of himself. And as, as Buddy Murphy's walking backstage, he goes, Oh, look, at that's the guy that couldn't handle the spotlight. And Buddy Murphy was pissed. So uh, that, that's going to lead to it. Buddy Murphy versus Velveteen Dream for, North, for the North American title, which is gonna, probably going to be a really good match. I think this might be where. Um... Where Velveteen Dream finally loses it. I mean, he had a great match with um, Matt Riddle. Great match. But this might be where he loses the belt, then finally gets the call-up that I was hoping was going to happen on the Monday after Raw. I don't I don't know if I want Velveteen called up yet. He's green, and he does crazy moves to get him hurt. And that's the main reason I want the guy to get called up. Like you guys have said before, he's reckless in the ring. So I need to see that recklessness on Tuesday Night SmackDown in a match with Shane McMahon as they both just do flippity-floppy things off of high areas and they make my cholesterol-filled heart content. <laughs> I need I need that match before Shane McMahon stops wrestling, which probably won't be for another, like, four or five years. Man, I don't know how many more bumps he has. Is, is, is Shane McMahon immortal? I mean, <laughs> the last person we called immortal, we know what happened to him. Oh damn! It's, well, he actually showed up at a <laughs> WrestleMania, and he got a pop from the 
mainly European crowd in New Jersey. So <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't that that shocked. I I don't want to see him anymore. Shout out to New Day for not caring about his um Hall of Fame speech. I don't I don't want to see Hulk Hogan anymore. <laughs> I like he was a special part of my childhood, but he he could stay there. <laughs> All right, back to Buddy Murphy and Tony Nese. I thought I thought it was a good match. Um, I actually saw the rematch last night live. Since I went to SmackDown, I'll get more into that later. But they had a rematch on 205 Live, and that might have even been better than their WrestleMania 35 match. Wow. And uh, Tony Nese retained at a 205 Live also. But uh, yeah, I think this is a good match. Uh, I'm not a big Tony Nese guy. His finisher is called Running Nese. I think it's a bad finisher just because I feel like everybody uses it as a transitional move. And it should not be a finisher. I I don't like his finisher, but the the dude can go in the ring. Is it's only his only question has always been like his height and his mic skills. But he he can kind of talk, and he's always been able to go to, go between those ropes. I've seen him since FWE days. I feel he's one of the best homegrown talents New York has. That's not from the hood. You know who I'm talking about, LAX. <laughs> and yeah, like. We need him. He, I, I want to see him carry the belt, have a couple good matches with the guys left in 205 Live. I don't even remember who's left there because everyone, the second they catch a little bit of fire, they're going to NXT or they're going to SmackDown. Seems like that's been the move. Yeah, the probably my favorite spot from that match was the uh, the rope moonsault that Tony Nese did while Buddy Murphy was like hanging on to the middle rope. That was a dope spot. But um, yeah, well, let's move on to the next match. The second match out of the 749 matches they had at WrestleMania <laughs> 35. The Women's Battle Royal, which was F-A-B-U-L-O-U-S. It's always, it's everything she does is Mello's money. I the, the complete burial of Asuka, I don't know what they're trying to do with her, if they're trying to make her... Like the underdog, she's not an underdog. She is the best women's wrestler. I love Becky Lynch. I love Charlotte Flair, but Oscar is the best. Yeah, I... and she gets treated like crap. And I mean, Bella's Bella. Um, Bella looks amazing. She's okay in the ring. She could talk, so I, I see why they're giving her the push. But it should have just been Oscar's moment because they took away her moment by giving Flair the belt. Yeah, it was bad enough. They made her drop the belt, and then you lose. You get eliminated by Sarah Logan, who's not, who, as I mentioned before on the on our preview, WrestleMania preview, that the Riot Squad has like no credibility. So why is Sarah Logan throwing Asuka out of the ring? Um, I think the surprise to me in this match was Dana Brooke got a pop, and apparently now she's gonna get a push. Yeah, this I know who had mentioned it. Either you or Kells or. Who was big marks of hers? Kels was saying that Vince McMahon would like her. Yeah, because yeah. she's she's blonde and has muscles. Yeah. And this was also mentioned by the like the world culture people. Shout out to them. Uh, she is the type of look that Vince McMahon always pushes. So I, I'm shocked it took this long. I don't know if Vince McMahon just noticed that she was blonde. <laughs> what exactly happened? But now she's going to get her push, which is great. Uh, it'll be interesting to see her in the title picture, considering they have... Another the blonde. very classy, <laughs> yeah, another blonde. But I, I, I'll, I'll rep for her. 
you know, Marines and all that. I feel like Lacey Evans, especially that punch with them heels on. She she mm. still got she still threw that punch pretty nicely on, on Becky Lynch, even with them heels on on both uh, Raw and SmackDown. So the women's the the women's um division looks pretty promising going forward. I don't know. I think they're gonna try to build up Asuka again. I don't know what they're gonna do. Whether they do another undefeated streak or they just make her a heel, maybe. I can see Asuka heel. Just I, be fed up and just go ape shit on everybody. Ape shit, yeah, and just destroy everybody and just make her like awesome Kong two point mm. without being completely big. Or Nia Jax, the the version that WWE wants of Nia Jax. Yeah, like you had, like we had talked about offline. <laughs> yeah. You just said that they want her to be awesome Kong, and honestly, awesome Kong is something that can't be recreated. Nope. And they're definitely not going to recreate it with someone that's that reckless in the ring. Yep. All right. Um, who do you want to win this? Battle Royal. Who did I want? Oscar. Uh, Oscar. I yeah. I wanted Mandy Rose, and then when it was like the last four, I wanted a uh, Sonya Deville, but it didn't happen. All right. So- Sonya Deville already got her shine. She she alright. <laughs> Next match, we had the Raw Tag Team Championships, and we saw Kurt Hawkins' streak of two hundred sixty nine losses in a row snapped. This was the match that was called by Varro. The second fucking he realized WrestleMania was um <laughs> in the New York, New Jersey area, and that uh Ryder and Hawkins were a team again. Yeah, this is actually the second WrestleMania in a row that I call the streak ending. Last last year I had um Kurt Hawkins ending up being a Braun Strowman surprise partner, and him just riding his coattails to the to the tag team titles and ending his streak. But I'm glad I'm glad they saved it for this year. I don't know if they did it on purpose or just accidentally landed on it, but it worked out. A roll up by Dawson, and they are the tag team champions. And surprise, surprise, they did not drop them on Raw the next day. I thought they were going to drop them the next day. Oh, uh, the revival asked for their release. They wanted to go to AEW. They are, other than the Usos and the New Day, and the Bar. So they're like the fourth best tag team in the league, which isn't too shabby. Considering the top three teams ahead of them are probably three of the greatest teams of the past probably decade. I don't know if you agree with me on that, but they're like the th- three of the best teams of the past decade. I, I kind of like them better than the bar. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. But I, like, it, I like their old school feel. Yeah. It, they're a tag team. Mm-hmm. They're, you, they're their throwback to the, the Steiner Brothers, LOD. Except they can actually go in the ring on like LOD. <laughs> <laughs> they throw back to the Steiner, Steiner Brothers in Harlem Heat. Let's let's go with Steiner Brothers in Harlem Heat. I, I feel like they got jobbed out. Give the New York guys their moment. That's great. And they technically gave three three New York acts the moment because Carmella's from Staten Island by way of Massachusetts, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Niece is the local Long Island boy. So it was cool that they get, they try to give all the all the New York New Jersey natives their moment, but. They should have just let the revival win the belt the next day. I don't remember any spots from the match besides the roll up. It it wasn't it was an okay match. Yeah, shout out to uh, Kurt Hawkins for wearing the Jets colors to the to the ring. I stand with Kaepernick, so I I will not shout that out. <laughs> All right, next match: the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which was won by. Uh, damn, I don't know what to say. Braun Strowman. I was going to say something clever, but nothing came up. Came to uh, mind. Braun Strowman <laughs> wins every battle royal. It doesn't matter. So we won the, the money in the sand battle royal. And 
the biggest battle royal ever, right? Whatever the hell it the was. Least, the least legit monster, Braun Strowman. Yeah. I mean, he's getting a six-pack now, so maybe... Oh, yo, he leaned out, bro. He leaned yo. out. I guess when you fight Colin Jost and Michael Shea, shout out to them, you got to, like, get ready because you never know. You know, when he came out of the ring without a shirt on, pause. I was like, yo, he's he's working into, he's working his way up to be, like, Vincent's wettest dream. This is what Vince McMahon likes. Yeah. You're a seven-foot monster. You fucking got abs, and you look like that, bro. If he can get abs, he's gonna he's gonna get the title finally. He's yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna beat CM Punk streak. <laughs> what do you think of uh Colin Jost and Michael Chase spots? I thought it was it made no sense. It was like Drew Carey when he was in Aura Rumble. It was utterly worthless. Mm, shout out to Colin Jost though for that uh OBJ OBJ Brown, jersey. Brown jersey. Fire. <laughs> that was hilarious. Fire. It was yeah. hilarious. Jersey's fire. I love OBJ. I love him even more now that he's um not on the Giants, not on the Giants, because <laughs> I can actually say I love him and it, it doesn't get frowned upon. Still, still stand with Kaepernick though. <laughs> um, yeah, Col- there was no. I think, I think Colin Jones can low key be like a a nice like chicken, chicken heel, shit shit heel? Manager, yeah, yeah, like yeah. You manager, had mentioned not, this. not a heel, yeah. Yeah, I think he'd be a great manager. Mm-hmm. Just, he's funny and he's like a white supremacist, according to Michael Che's Instagram. Yo, <laughs> if you if you don't follow Michael Che on Instagram, you are missing out on probably one of the best comedy Instagram accounts there is. Yeah, but you clear, have to follow clear it up, him though. Clear it up. Colin Jost is not a white supremacist. <laughs> um... Not confirmed. <laughs> not confirmed. <laughs> so, but the thing with Michael Che's tweets are, I mean, tweets his um IGs is they're just stories. So you have to see him when they happen because he would just delete him right after. He doesn't yeah. really post anything, so it's because all these people write stories about his Instagram stories. It's like he doesn't want to give him the content. Yeah, so it's 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 great. Um, no memorable spots other than for me when uh Shane Almas because I'll still call him that eliminate himself. Oh yeah, and I'm still not hundred percent sure if he meant to. <laughs> I I think he was supposed to land on the apron and he didn't. But, yeah, I don't, but, I don't know if that was on purpose or not. Because he yeah, kind of looked up. He's like, oh, shit. He looked like he had that face. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, that's the type of face that you only make when you, like, forget to pull out. <laughs> or, like, you didn't pack the right number two pencil to take a fucking Scantron exam. It's the only two times I've made those faces in my life. I think I think so, for the culture, I don't want Andrade pulling out. Because uh, if, if he has a kid with Charlotte Flair... That's going to be like the greatest worker or in the history just, of sports entertainment. Or it could just be David Flair. So, <laughs> like, it's, there's a lot of worries in my mind. Uh, nah, he'll be the greatest worker of all time. And he'll be Mexican, so let's go. Let's do it. He stop, might deny stop, his culture. Stop pulling out on Grady. He might <laughs> deny his culture like Ted Williams was the greatest hitter of all time. That's another documentary for another day. Um, What was after this uh Yep, Extremely after. forgettable Royal Rumble. That had no other secret entrances, which like I thought something like when we were Shaq joined, I was hoping for like something else. Mainly because yeah. I wanted to hear Panda again. No, nobody. <laughs> no 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 Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, no, we were no Conor all, McGregor. We were all hoping for a Gronkowski. I mean, I love Gronk, so Gronk needs to do something. Yep, and then so that was the that was the end of the WrestleMania pre show. Pre show. And then um WrestleMania started, like we said, with Hulk Hogan, but we'll skip that. 
And then, surprise, surprise, the first match of the official card was Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship. Brock. I thought, I thought it was a great short match. Brock fucking... Brock did his thing, destroyed him, and then the low blow and curb stomps. Like, it, it was everything you want a, a, a quick title match to be. It had quick excitement. We thought Seth was going to be dominated. And then all it takes is one low blow and three curb stomps, and then we have a new champion. He spun it around, which is something that I always want to see Seth Rollins do yep. when he celebrates. I wish there was a situation in my life where I could just <laughs> like get a promotion and just spin the paper around, but it's really not the same. So we need to save those Seth Rollins gifts of him spinning things around because we all wish we could do that one day. Yeah, what, what do you think about the uh, explanation? Lesnar said he had a plane to catch, so... I, I thought that was great. That <laughs> Lesnar's out like, of the way. <laughs> Lesnar's like, either I'm last or I'm or I'm going home. I'm surprised he had a plane to catch to Vegas and not um Minnesota, but maybe that's like a, hey, look, we're making a USC reference. Ha, ha, ha. So, yeah, I thought well, it was cool. He's going to take a break, apparently. He won't show up for a while now. Oh, I mean, he never not showed up when exactly. he had the boat. <laughs> so, it's like... No one's going to care. And I love Lesnar, but it's kind of... This isn't the 80s where the champion only has to show up, like, eight times a year. And, you know, we get excited. Like, this is an era, era of instant gratification. I post I post a story. I need to know. I better have 100 views within the first four or five hours. <laughs> or what's the point of the story? Like, that's, that's the horrible truth about our generation. We want instant gratification. And having a champion that's not there is not instant gratification, so... Which is yeah. why baseball is suffering because it's slow. It's slow to get to you know the destiny. People like people want something quick. Basketball, football, usually. Even, you get I think scored. even the NBA suffers from that now too. Just because it's like, all right, let's just get the playoffs. It's boring, regular yeah. season. Yeah, yeah. Playoffs is really the only time that matters in the NBA. Yeah. Um, what else from Lesnar and Rollins? Um, yeah, Lesnar and Rollins. Um, I don't know. It was it was good. I liked it. It gave gave the early early pop to the crowd. You know, wake them up after that like two hour pre show. So nice way to kick off Mania. Like you said, we got the title spin, which I marked out for, and we got the return of Pyro for wrestlers. One night only. Next. Oh, the return of Pyro was was brilliant I, I was like wow Vince McMahon really went out the way to pay for Pyro which is why we thought there would be no other title changes <laughs> during oh, the night right right okay yeah let's, let's talk about that so when this when this match happened and ended all three of us I think in the group chat texted Kofi's not winning <laughs> and this was this was really the the other than the you know the obvious you know Kofi's Afri- an, an African we we thought that he wasn't going to win because we didn't think Vince McMahon had the budget to put Pyro three times because we knew we knew we all knew Becky was going to win the belt. There was no if and or buts around it. The belts correction, Becky two belts. We knew she was going to win, so we were like, okay, he brought out Pyro once, twice, but three times. We just didn't see it uh, as a possibility. Yeah, as as so as the night progressed before the Kofi match, any match that ended before Co- the Kofi match. We would text and like, Kofi's not winning. Uh, Kofi might win. Kofi's not winning. <laughs> that was that was how we watched Mania. We were all just waiting for Kofi, Kofi and Brian. But after Lesnar and Rollins, it was AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. 
in what I thought was an okay match. I know we said it might have, it could have be the the show, it could have stolen the show, but I don't think, I think it was just an okay match. What do you think? Which match? Say again. AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. Oh, I thought it was going to be the match of the night. Yeah. And it was Mister Mister Phone It In, Mister Steal Your Girl, Randy Orton just putting on a, I would say, slightly above average match. It would have been a great match if it was on SmackDown. Yeah, this was a SmackDown match. It's a good match, and but it's on Mania. It's okay, I thought. Um, yeah, I, I don't even remember who won. That's how that's how uh, that's how forgettable the match was. AJ AJ won. Oh yeah, yeah I'm dead ass. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I I just didn't care about that match. I I cared about it going into it, and then I was just like, it was riding for my indie guy, and then I was just like, yeah. All right, let's move on from that forgettable match. Next, we had the SmackDown Tag Team Championship matches matchup: the Usos versus the Bar, Ricochet and Aleister Black. And Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura, the Usos retained, which was a surprise, I think, to all of us. It was a surprise. It was the right call. Uh, I really hate how much I like Aleister Black and Ricochet as a tag team. I really don't want to like them as a tag team. <laughs> but they, every night they've gone out there, they've just they flow amazingly well, and it's annoying. Like you usually don't see put together tag teams flow this well this quickly. Other than the bar and these guys, right off the bat, they've been, what is it, a month or two they've been tagging? Yeah, I feel like it's been like a month and a half, a month. And, and they're fluid, like completely fluid. The only moment I've hated with them is when um, Alistair Black sat down and Ricochet sat down. It's really <laughs> the only negative comment I have about them as a tag team. I mean, they do it, they do it every match. Yeah, I, yeah, but I thought I, I, like. I, I like Ricochet and Allison Black now too. But I think I, I expected them to go over, especially since they didn't win the NXT titles. Yeah, I, I thought they would get a WrestleMania moment. The Usos retained. I guess it was good, but then what they did on SmackDown, which we'll get into later, annoyed me kind of. It but, annoyed the hell out of me as well. Alright, next match. We got Shane McMahon versus The Miz in a Falls Count Anywhere match that the best in the world won. Shane McMahon. Um, it, it was probably the match of the night for me. I'm kidding. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was such a horrible clusterfuck. Um, I guess they were trying to do almost like a Shane versus Kurt Angle thing, I felt. Trying to like give a throwback to that and it was nothing nowhere near that match. I, I thought it was a good match. You had that. I think after after after, after Miz's father, Miz's, I, I was dad over it. Got involved. Like after they took him his part out. After that, I think it was a good match. Because leading up to the whole George Mizanin spot, I I thought it was stupid. I was like, all right, let's let's just end this and get out of here. But then when they started brawling around the whole stadium, the whole arena, the spots they did, I thought it was good. And then that suplex was crazy because. Miz is not the guy to take these risks and his whole career, you know, that's why he's been safe. Like he's never gotten hurt. And then for him to do this bump is just out of character, so I mean good. it is like, it is our character, but you know, can't have a Shane McMahon match without crazy bumps. Like it wouldn't be a Shane McMahon match. Yeah, you need that spot you monkey. You need bump. that one yeah, spot monkey moment where you're just like, 
OMG. I just found it was hilarious that he landed on top of him. Like, this is so stupid. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, it makes sense. It made sense, but it was just stupid. I think Kel said it when he, he he called it right away. He's like, wait, Shane's on top. And then the referee started counting. Yeah. So wrestling, Kel, wrestling logic. Kel's stream was like two two seconds, two, three, two, three seconds ahead of mine. And then mine was like two, three seconds ahead of Varro. So it was... Like hilarious, Kels would be texting first, and I'd be like, "Yeah," and then Rob would be like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> like WWE Network or some of our, we need to get it together. Like we can't podcast, we can't do these podcasts if if, if we're not syncing together on our on our streams. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on, the women's tag team championships. It was the Boston Hug Connection defended their titles against Beth Phoenix and Natalia, the Fat Sisters, and the Iconics. Iconics Bro, I'm so happy they won. So happy the Iconics won. I remember when we when we were making predictions I said the Boston Hug was gonna retain, but I really wanted the Iconics to win it. I'm glad they gave it to them. Yeah, I both think, of you guys like ride for the Iconics. Yeah, they're 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 amazing. Like they're a comedic act without forcing the whole comedy part into it. Yeah, they're naturally funny. I, yeah. I don't like their wrestling. I just think they're funny. Yeah, they're, they can go on the they can kind of go in the ring. ring. I'm just I just don't care. I think Peyton Royce can go more than Billy Kay, but they're okay in the ring. But I think they just have that charisma that you need, and like, like they're well. I'll talk about their SmackDown segment later. But I don't know. I enjoyed the whole thing. Uh, Peyton Royce had um her gear was a tribute to Eddie Guerrero. So shout out to them for winning the tag team titles. I think a lot of people were happy with that. They're the only tag team. Let's let's keep it a buck. They're the only real tag team in the women's division. I mean, the Boston Hug is. If they're a tag team, but like you can separate them, and it's it's cool. Yeah, and they'll be okay. You, you separate the iconics, no one's gonna care. Yeah. They 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 need each other. They need each other the way Edge and Christian needed each other the first mm. four or five years. Yes, this is true. What do you think? They do with um, Sasha and Bailey. Any predictions? I just hope they don't just make them turn on each other again. Just let them like naturally drift away from each other. Don't don't let them turn. Don't let don't let Sasha turn for like the big show's forty second time. Well, she's never turned on Bailey. Hasn't on she? the main on the main roster? Yes, she has. She's like like walked away from her in tag matches and shit. Yeah, but it was never like an official heel turn. Oh, uh, yeah, I feel you. But it would always, like, always be like a tease. Nah, that's that's a heel official. turn to me. That's a <laughs> heel turn. Are you, are you flipping your heel back and forth like John Cena? <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Come on. You've, you've known me what, six, seven years now? You know goddamn well that's what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe let's split them up with the upcoming uh, Superstar Shake-Up or whatever they call it now. Yeah, it's the brand Shake-Up next week, actually. Yep. All right. Shout out to the Iconics. Well-deserved. The next match, the match we were waiting for. The WWE Championship, Daniel Bryan defended his title against Kofi Kingston, the 11-year veteran. And we got an amazing WrestleMania moment. We got, to me, that was... That was... I can't even... In my eye! This is the greatest moment in my life. I I don't even... (laughs) I don't, there was no other quote that I was going to use to explain that. I've been watching 
wrestling. It, was it only one tier or multiple tiers? Oh, it was multiple tiers. This <laughs> is, I've cried twice after a title change. The first was Chris Benoit winning at WrestleMania 20. And I was still, like, not in my 30s, so it wasn't as awkward. This was completely awkward as shit, but I don't care. Because <laughs> Varro has seen me complain about Kofi Kingston. Joey, shout out to him. Joshua, my cousin. They've seen me complain about Kofi Kingston. I felt Kofi Kingston should have won the belt, like, think day two. I felt I think Joshua heard me say, Yo, this guy needs to be champion now. And Joshua looked at me like I was crazy. But I feel like Kofi Kingston's always been underrated. Shout out to CM Punk, who even said that Kofi Kingston should have been champion. Um, a decade ago, I don't know if you, I don't know if you read that, Varro. Uh, yeah, I I saw something about it. Yeah, they asked CM Punk, and even though he hates like everyone in WWE, and he doesn't return Corey Graves' text, and Corey Graves gets sad. Um, <laughs> yeah, like it, it, the match itself, I give it four out of five Timberlands, but the story they told, even though it was a complete rehash of the Daniel Bryan situation. Like, the story they told was just, was beautifully executed. Um, Kofi's crowd, Kofi's a family being there, his son picking up the belt, Xavier Woods and Big E crying, uh, the way they hit the running knee, and the stadium gasped, and it's hard to hear in stadiums. I've never been to a WWE event in the stadium, Varro has, and he says, like, the audio feedback sounds horrible live. Yeah, like you, like watching it on TV and being there, you don't realize how big some of the pops get. Like it, it doesn't translate well to TV, in my opinion. I felt like, like chants get lost. I feel like everything there lost. translated well, though, for that match. Oh yeah, the pop was. Crazy. I feel it was deafening, and when um, when Daniel Bryan hit that knee, it almost felt like when Brock Lesnar pinned Undertaker. Yeah, you heard the crickets. Like every everybody just gasped. No, nobody was breathing. You saw like two or three marks that still love Daniel Bryan. <laughs> uh, probably vegans in the crowd. Uh, no shout out to them. <laughs> what happened to your vegan gimmick? <laughs> we're not. We're not. We're not touching that subject. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're no shout out. Cave, you're breaking the third wall. <laughs> <laughs> that third wall been broke, baby. But um, yeah, you could you could almost hear a pin drop, and then when he hit that, uh, when he well. Trouble in Paradise and that three, it was that pop was loud. It wasn't as loud as to us on watching at home as a CM Punk crowd, but that's again that's different when CM Punk won Money in the Bank. That was a it was, was a closed it was arena. Closed arena. Yeah. So I can I can only imagine what this would have sounded like in a closed arena. The match itself had everything you needed. Rowan trying to interfere and then being taken out by the what is it called? Midnight hour? I always forget the name of a uh, big of the of the Biggie and Xavier Woods finish. Yeah, I don't remember it. Not off the top of my head. Yeah, I think it might be midnight hour. If not, you guys can correct me later on and, and shun me. Uh, but yeah, uh, the match had every spot you needed, and then we got the happy ending that we didn't think we would ever see. And he actually held the belt for more than forty eight hours so far. <laughs> um, before the match started. Biggie had a box, and he told Kofi, "This is for you." After, oh, we all, me, and me, Viral, and Kels all thought this was going to be panicked. the deal turn. We panicked in the group chat. Well, I mean, me and you panicked. Kels was probably oh, happy. Kels, Kels was happy. <laughs> Kels did not want to see any Mark be happy ever. <laughs> yeah, me and you were like, "Oh, damn it! That there's the heel turn. Biggie's gonna turn, and Danny Bryan's gonna retain." 
I'm glad it didn't happen. I'm glad the moment happened. Um, from what I've heard, a lot of people were crying in the arena. Uh, did you see that video of uh, MVP and uh, Shaq? Yeah, yeah, that was watching it, and they're crying, like they're hugging each other, crying. I felt like Brian Saxon had a great call when he like he didn't mention you know about about it being a race thing, but he subtly he very subtly did it, and to me it was amazing because it it gave every every black and Hispanic kid as well because Hispanics I mean we've only had we've had Eddie but if you're not in our age group we don't remember Eddie yeah, and then uh, younger generation out Del Rio but you can't really relate to Del Rio because he's not. He wasn't like a, a man of the people. Nah, he, he was like I a mean, heel. He was a heel and he grew up, you know, affluent. Eddie kind of did as well, but it's different. Yeah. Like he was still well, working class. Eddie's like, even though... uh, a generational guy. I think Del Rio is too, though. He Del, Del Rio is a generational guy, yeah, but he, he came but... different type, you know? Different yeah, type of generational guy. He didn't feel like he was one of us. Nah. As a fan. Like Kofi felt like one of us because Kofi was a mark. Kofi left. Kofi went to Boston College. I think he had a good paying job, but it wasn't. It's almost like the. It's almost like I'm gonna be corny, like Creed. Like you know, Creed had a good job, but he's like, I don't want to do this. I want to be a boxer. It was like the same thing to me. It was just him following his dream and then him clawing his way up the top of the ladder. And a lot of black kids have never been able to see a, a black heavyweight champion. The, let's not get into this. Rock was the first one because the Rock, no. the Rock again was a generational thing. He was like, oh, I had $1 in my pocket, but, you know, you also had a father and a grandfather in the Hall of Fame. So it's not it's not like one of us having a dollar in our pocket. Vince McMahon's not going to call us. You want to try this out? <laughs> it's not It's not how real life works. So the, the rock story is inspirational and all, but give me a break. <laughs> it's not the same. Like, he, Kofi clawed his way from the bottom, made him immigrant from Ghana, made himself a WWE champion, and he gave... A lot of kids, the, the the hope. I saw a beautiful tweet that said, "My son said, uh, uh, my son can, my son said he's Kofi Kingston now." And the yeah. father replied, "Like, y- you can be Kofi Kingston now." And to me, that's what makes wrestling the greatest thing ever. There's no other sport where you can feel that connection. Yeah, it was it's a much needed moment. Better late than never. WWE. After that, um. Varo can attest to this. I didn't care what happened. <laughs> like anything could have happened. Every possible heel turn could have happened. And there was only one other thing that caught my attention. I was, about, I was about to say, I'm pretty sure one more thing. But we back. all like we all know what that was. <laughs> uh, um, let's talk about the, the next let's match. See. After Kofi and um Danny Bryan, we had the United States Championship match. Where Samoa Joe squashed the Rey Mysterio in like under 65 seconds or something like that. He said it on SmackDown, but I forget. Yeah, it was, um, it was under, yeah, it was under 60 or under 90. Yeah, we... It makes sense because Mysterio was supposedly working hurt and barely got cleared. Um, And I think for the pace, to keep pace at Mania, they had to shorten the match. So you knew you knew there was going to be one or two squash matches on the card, and this was one of them. Um, I think fans liked Samoa Joe enough that they weren't completely pissed that Rey Mysterio got squashed like that. Um, and I don't know what happened to Dominic; he wasn't involved in the match anymore. He couldn't. Um, he couldn't get that off white dirty, baby. You know he had the off white in the Louis <laughs> V. 
Dominic is probably the swaggiest Latino I've seen in a while. My man, just everything he wears is like a trillion dollars. And it's not like his dad can hand it down to him because, you know, his dad's my height and Dominic is like Kels' height. So wouldn't work out. So if in the future Dominic wins the WWE Championship, is he one of us or do we feel like he's been entitled his whole life? Nah, man, he's too swaggy, bro. He's not one of us. <laughs> exactly. He, he's like the real. He's, he grew up rich. He can't He can't be one of us. I'm trying to think about who could win a title and be one of us other than LAX. That's Latino. I can't really. Is there anyone else? Is there anyone WWE that could be like, oh, he's one of us? Cien. He's not one of us. He's, he's also generational. Yeah, but he's. He's not one of us, Papa. Mm. He's rich. I I'd claim him. I, I could claim him because he's Hispanic, but you know what I mean. Like one I of claim, us, I would like, claim Mustafa Ali. Oh yeah, he's Ali. from the hood. I'll, I'll, I'll claim, claim Mustafa him. Ali. He's from the hood. Yeah, I'll take that. I'd I'd like him to get a. I don't, know, I don't my... know if the WWE or Universal is believable on him, but give him like a United States or Intercontinental. I think Universal is believable on him. I I you gave you, you gave him five years. I think it's believable on him. Yeah, the kid could go out. The kid could go out. They they need that representation, and he's just like he's like to me he's almost like Kofi. He's just a a good human being, and as bad as the sounds, they're not that many good human beings. Yeah, in in, in a in certain lifestyles. How how you you know like a little more about like politics and stuff? How are relationships between Saudi Arabia and Pakistan? Uh, you're putting me on the spot right now. Uh, I, I can't. Okay. No, I can't call it out the top of my head. Right I was now. about to I'm, say. So is uh, Mustafa Ali gonna win money in the bank and then cash in in Saudi Arabia? I think they're gonna push. I think they're trying to push him as to be like their, their um, their gender mahal. Their their, their gender <laughs> mahal, but you know who's, who can actually wrestle. 2.0. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I'm happy they haven't made him a chicken shit heel because that would be miserable. And he said he wouldn't do it anyway. Yeah, he said that. Well, if if you guys have listened to any interviews and stuff, he's always he's made it a point not to get like the terrorist act or like the heel, like foreigner act, because he said that's not what he wants kids to see themselves as. Like, if kids see themselves in him, he doesn't want kids to think that's what they are, which is cool. Like what I'm saying, like if he gets the title run or something, we would claim him. Yeah, the the only time they pulled that off was with an Italian named um, Muhammad Hassan, who's still the greatest heel of the past twenty years, and deserved that goddamn title match. Unfortunate timing with Muhammad Hassan. Jeez, the I <laughs> that dude made me believe everything he was saying. My man could cut a freaking promo, but he he didn't say anything wrong. No, everything he said was everything just was dead ass facts. Everything was his back. his promo skills were. Like, you come out of nowhere and your promo skills are that top. Like, you're a natural talker. <laughs> All right, let's go back to Mania. We're kind of getting off track. Next match, uh, match that I, I don't even care. Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. I didn't even watch Roman it. Roman Reigns won. Um, we all knew he was going to win. built up Drew McIntyre the way you did for the past two, three weeks. Um, and then for him to go out on one spear, a Superman punch and a spear, that... Stupid, bad booking. Drew McIntyre looks like nothing now. I don't want to talk about that match. Whatever. Next match, the second, second greatest, second or third, third greatest moment of the night. We had a return of third. What was second? I I I go Kofi first. 
Becky second. I don't even. I love Kofi winning the belt. It was what I have, It was the greatest highlight of my life. But even to me, that's only slightly ahead of this. <laughs> slightly, <laughs> like we got the return of the Doctor of Thugonomics. John Cena came back after a uh, New York Yankees, I think, uh, 1932 World Series clip ran. And when that happened, I had I had no idea who it was. I didn't have the slightest clue. I thought it was like, gonna be the American Badass Taker. Yeah, I, I was like, what? I was like, what New Yorker is debuting right now? Yeah, that's what threw me off. The fact that it was a Yankees clip. If it was, like I told you the other day, if it was, if it was a Red, was like Sox, Red Sox clip, I would have been like Cena. Cena but then back. I'm like, the, I they would have made more sense because then it would have been Super Heel Cena to play a Red Sox clip in the New York New Jersey area. Yeah, but then I gotta bring him back as a heel. Even though that's what the doctor of thugonomics was. He would wear the jersey you hated and rap about it. Until after city. he won the belt, and then he would wear the jersey of where he was at. Yeah. Yeah, I remember he rocked the Ewing one time. Oh, no. Nah, when he rocked it, he, if he would have brought back the Ewing, I think I would have. <laughs> I think right then and there, I would have just walked to the streets and just told someone to shoot me and stab me because it was nothing. He rocked that Ewing jersey or that Mark Price. I don't even care where. I don't even care what city you're in. That Mark Price jersey. Straight fire, but yeah, he came out hit hit um Elias with the fire bars. Elias's performance was fire though. Oh, Playing yeah. those three instruments, yeah, that I guy, was just like the man the, of many talents. The man just needs to just go make music. He needs to be in a studio. He needs to make people's entrance themes, and he'll probably make more money and be more famous than what he's doing <laughs> right now because they're burying this dude. I think he knows what he's where he's at right now in the card, but I, you know, future he might get something. I hope he gets something, but the I, doctor comes back with the fire lines. He got the word shit in on WrestleMania by comparing him to a shit Sue dog. That was only John Cena can do that. John Cena, Doug and I John Cena could do whatever he wants, I feel. Yeah. yeah you're 46 years old wearing a jersey? That's all I needed to see because I'm going to be 46 years old rocking jerseys. So I was <laughs> like, this is the only confirmation in life I needed. I'm like, John Cena still does it. Reebok pumps, you guys need to come out with a John Reebok, y'all need to come out with a John Cena edition. Yo, John, yo Reebok always drops the ball. Like y'all I told be you dropping guys. dropping the ball. Y'all need to when... put John Cena's face on the pump <laughs> and it's going to be a wrap. Or you put his hands and you put the box where you like put the thing. Like, I don't know. Just, just do something with pump, the hand. Instead of a pump, put the hand. Oh, yeah. Put, put John Cena's hand. hand. Yeah, put a hand there. And make it come go side Reebok. to side somehow. Cut make it check. go side to side. Cut the check, cut, Reebok. Cut John Cena the check. Cut us a check. <laughs> Cut us a check for giving y'all this idea. Well, like I said, like, yo, when Cena was on the rise and he would wear pumps, I wanted a pair of pumps and I could never find them. I bought pumps because of Cena. Yeah. Josh, me and Josh both had Reebok pumps because of John Cena. I think I said it on the podcast before, too. I said, um, when I said the Shane McMahon thing, I, I also said I wanted Reebok pumps, not because of D. Brown, but of because Cena. of John Cena. Oh, of course. I thought I could just add it to the Justin Mer- Everybody. <laughs> And no shout out to the kids in the crowd that did not know who the Doctor of Thugonomics was. Oh, if you didn't know who the Doctor of Thugonomics is, you like stop. I heard from one one person, like other podcasts I listened to, that there was a kid next to them asking what happened to John Cena. I would have smacked my son in the face. Nah, I would have just walked away from him. <laughs> Leave him like, in MetLife. <laughs> you find your way back home. Yo, and I heard coming back from MetLife was a zoo. So next we'll, year, we'll, 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 so next, we'll, no, we'll no, talk, no, real quick, we'll talk about oh, that later. Not, all right, I was yeah, just trying yeah. to give a shout out to myself. <laughs> all right, next match after that, after the, the Doctor Thugonomics made his grand return, 
we had Triple H versus Batista in their no holds bar match. And I think this is the point where I thought, God damn, the show was long. Oh, yeah. So this is a, the sixth hour. And then Triple H, being Triple H, booked himself in one of the 25-minute matches. This match had no business being 25 minutes long. It didn't, but Triple H could not have short matches. And he got the dope entrance. Oh, Batista Triple H. A, Batista had an okay entrance, too. Batista had an okay entrance, but Triple H always got shit on your entrance. When Sting had the okay entrance, Batista had, I mean, Triple H, Triple H had to come out as a Terminator. Yeah, he had the Terminator entrance. Like, he's just going to steal every, I'm surprised he hasn't had an Avatar entrance yet. Last year, I think he came out on the motor, on the motorcycle with Steph, right? Yeah. Yep. I don't know. I don't know what that was a throwback to. Maybe Ghost Rider or some shit. I don't know. I don't know. But um, yeah, he his the entrance the entrances were the best parts of the matches. You gonna like him ripping out Batista's nose ring with pliers? Nah. Or, I I think, a, or like scissors? I don't know what he used. But... He used pliers or scissors. I wasn't feeling that because I I fuck with the I fuck with Blue Tista's nose ring. <laughs> Word, we're we're blue we're on nose ring marks because of Batista. Batista and Tupac are the only dudes that can pull that off. Keep it a hundred. Uh, Batista's tattoos are shit, man. I mean, they got probably done in a jail in D.C., so. <laughs> Yo, his stomach tattoo got worse. Uh, when he came out, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, you made that tattoo somehow worse? Like, I think he had, like, a star before, and he tried to cover it up with, like, birds now. It's terrible. <laughs> it was like the game when he got, like, some sort of tattoo, he tried to cover it. Like, he got the star, he tried to cover it with L.A. Like, hey, what are you doing, boy? It was the same thing. Yeah. Uh, the match, bad tattoos. The match was forgettable. Um, thankfully, thankfully, you know, but Batista got his, his last WrestleMania moment, which was dope, which is what he really wanted to do. You know, go out. He did the he did the um, machine gun thing, which is what we all wanted. Yeah, that's really that's all I was there for. Yeah, he just wanted one last match because he wasn't happy how his last match had went. But um, yeah, I think that's what we can say about Batista Triple H. Okay, match. If it wasn't uh, at the sixth hour of Mania, maybe it would have we would have received it better. But and if you cut ten minutes, yeah, fifteen minute match would have been good. Twenty five unnecessary. All right, moving on. Next match, another unnecessary match. Baron Corbin versus Kurt Angle for his farewell match. It was unnecessary, but it was hilarious because Baron Corbin said, "Do you can't see me to um." Kurt Angle just to fucking piss off Marks. Just to piss us all off. Like, <laughs> I don't like Baron Corbin, but yo, he knows how to get under people's skin. And he's drippy as shit. So, shout out to him just for making us all hate him even more. And shout out, shout out to Kurt for going out the right way, I think. You're supposed to. Back. You're supposed to go out on your back. Yeah. Pause, you can't time. win. You can't win your farewell match. Your you can't win your farewell match. Unless you're John Cena, then you can. <laughs> Correction, if you're Thugonomics John Cena. Dr. Thugonomics. Can, Dr. Thugonomics John Cena, last match he could win the Universal, WWE, and take Becky two belt championships, and I wouldn't care. And then retire. <laughs> then retire. All right, next match, another meaningless match, I want to say, and a waste of the demon character. Finn Balor twerking. versus Bobby Lashley, the booty clapper. <laughs> the booty clapper slash twerking. <laughs> um, Kels mentioned this and borrowed it as well. The whole having the 
like contacts made him look like a 16 year old that's like in the east village for the first time like i could not 16 year old blade yeah like remember like remember when we, we was teenagers and that was a thing i never had contacts. like i never had them either <laughs> but it was a thing yeah yeah i remember you making it seem like fucking so all of new york city wasn't walking around with these color contacts what a good amount was that was born in the late 80s, early 90s. This was a thing. This was, People looked stupid as hell, but it was popular. I don't know what they were trying to do with Bobby Lashley. Like, you can't you can't give someone, you know, a character by giving them colored contacts. That's not how this works. You either have charisma or you don't. Yeah, he just looked weird. And then Finn Balor kept doing this thing with his tongue, which is weird also. Like, what are you doing? And it was a waste. Like I, I've heard it takes Finn Balor like six hours to get that makeup on. That's, Imagine that's how WrestleMania ran so long. Yeah, they just when the pre-show started, they, that's when they started applying his makeup. So imagine us. We at least watch the card and stuff. This guy's just sitting there getting makeup done for six hours, and then just to squash Bobby Lashley, like not even like you're gonna go up against like Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns or somebody. It's Bobby Lashley that you, you're you're sitting through six hours of makeup for. That's a waste. Waste of my life. I would be pissed. Yeah, that intercontinental boat means nothing. I'm maybe Finn Balor maybe hopefully brings more credibility to it. But uh we'll see where that goes. I wasn't a fan of it. I'm glad Finn won. I think we called it that it was gonna be a squash match. But we'll move on to the main event of WrestleMania. The first ever women's main event. Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair. And Becky Lynch is now a champ champ for Becky Two Belts. I love the Becky Two Belts. The, the shirt's also fire. Which shirt? They, they the made shirt? a Becky, Yeah, they made a Becky Two Belts shirt. Oh, shit. I didn't even see it last night. Damn. Um, I don't know. I'm glad the main, the all-women's main event happened. But I thought I thought it. I I, I, I like, expected more from the match. I, I think I, I hyped it, it up so it was, much. It was, it, was I, it was a good match, but I yeah. thought I, I I thought it was going. In my mind, I was like, "This is going to be like WrestleMania 20 or WrestleMania 30, which is like ridiculous." 30 was on um, Daniel Bryan and Triple H and Batista, yeah, Batista and Orton, Batista and Orton, right? Yeah. Right. That was that was 30, right? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like 20 and 30, which is like you know kind of really high standards. Uh, I mean, I don't. Ronda Rousey broke her hand during the match. Yeah, that and she kept had going. Something to do with it. I, she kept going, which shows how yeah. much of a trooper she is. Uh, I mean, like I was saying, I like that they did an all women's main event. They headlined WrestleMania. I just don't like how every time there's these firsts, they somehow fuck it up. Like that, the ending. Ronda's shoulders weren't down on the one count. They were down for the two and the three. Not the one. And like you taint another first. Like they tainted the Money in the Bank women's match. When James Ellsworth wins it for Carmella. And now you taint this one. I wanted to see uh, James Ellsworth come back. You want him to come back at Mania? Sure, why not? A Mark would have jumped and <laughs> freaking attacked him. Oh yeah, he would have been... <laughs> <laughs> When they try to, I forgot when they try to make him come back and no, was that um, were we there? Yeah, Chicago. 
Oh no! I, I, I didn't you, go. Oh, yeah, oh, I'm bugging. Oh uh, yeah, Chicago when he came back and no one cared. It's like you can't you can't make Alvarez come back in a big arena. But um, I'm happy. Yeah, they, I'm happy they didn't have no crazy interference. Yeah, it was a clean but not clean ending. Like I don't know. Um, I'm happy Becky won. I I want to see how she handles this run. I think WWE fucked up and kind of cooled her off, and then. The like the last week they kind of saved it with that cop segment, like they oh, they blew everybody up again. Fired. Yeah, but I think they cooled Becky Lynch off, and now I want to see where they take it. They are gonna take it with Lacey Evans taking that belt from her. Uh, that would suck. I mean, eh. I don't I don't know if Lacey Evans can go. Like I I watched a couple of her matches, but I'm not I'm not convinced. She seems like she a freak though. Like I don't mean it. In a weird way, I mean, like she looks like she's gonna be able to like destroy most of the women in she's that a division. Steiner, a Steiner freak. Yeah, <laughs> I no, nah, I feel like she's gonna be able to destroy. She's gonna be a genetic freak. She's gonna be able to destroy a lot of girls in that division because she brought like a shit. Yeah, which I still think is a real world. I don't care what anyone says to me. What's not a real word? Brolic. That's it's not totally a real like, word. No, nah, it's only like New Yorkers that think that's a real word. Word. For real? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Webster, add Brolic to the dictionary now. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> um, let's, uh, anything else for WrestleMania? Oh, let's talk about the uh, getting to and getting back from WrestleMania. Like, us as New Yorkers, we knew logistically, like, it, it was going to be trash. And oh, yeah, like, going to, like, a Dutch-Giants game is trash. Mm-hmm. So it ended up being a nightmare, uh... So New Jersey Transit ended up blaming WWE, and yeah, you know WWE blamed New Jersey Transit. So it was hard. Like the trains were forever. People were charging ridiculous amounts to um, get cab rides homes. Uh, if there is WrestleMania again in New York, y'all can let me know for the low, low price of ninety five dollars. I will take you wherever you need to go. Ninety five dollars per head, though. <laughs> so wherever you need to go, though, I got you. You want to go to Philly? It's one fifty. <laughs> Not even, it out bro. There. You just charge ninety five a head to, to take him from MetLife and drop him off at Midtown. You don't even take him home, just Midtown. <laughs> no, I'll take you home. <laughs> we, I mean, I'll talk. I'll talk wrestling with you. You know, you'll get a shout out on a pod. If <laughs> like, what more could you want for ninety five dollars? Or you could be stranded there for fucking four or five hours. Whatever you want. Yeah, Yo, I heard whatever you want. People were waiting for the train at like two thirty in the morning. The event ended at um twelve thirty, like twelve thirty, and they were still waiting for the freaking train. So that means you ain't get home till four. You are you are with me. You be home by one thirty, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Up, I'm bro? so glad I didn't like last minute pull the trigger and go to Mania. Yeah, I, we had talked about it. But we're saving it for Tampa. We'll be at more than likely, God willing, you know, unless something happens, we'll be in Tampa for uh, WrestleMania next year. Shout out, Lou. Word. Hopefully we're uh, there. But and that about sums up WrestleMania, so let's go to Raw. Yeah, let's get into Raw. I think overall disappointing. Um, not a fan of what they did. I feel like they did nothing. No, uh debuting Lars, no one cares. I, I no. did I really don't care. I, I'm not about this Lars guy. I mean, they started off with Seth Rollins, right? Talking about how he slayed the beast. And then our worst nightmare, 
well, not worst nightmare, but Kofi Kingston comes out and challenges Seth Rollins to a winner-take-all match. And immediately us were thinking, wow, Vince McMahon is not even going to let Kofi hold the title for 24 hours. <laughs> he wants to take it off of him as soon as possible, which made no sense to us. What were you thinking during this segment, Oscar? Oh, no, nah, they know Kells and Vaughn know exactly what I did. I went to sleep. <laughs> I dead ass went to sleep. I had had an amazing week oh, the week yes, before. I remember this. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm not, I'm not, I will wake up to this bad news. I did not watch Raw <laughs> for that reason. The second Kofi came out, like, I'm challenging you for the belt, I told Kells and Vaughn I'm going to sleep. And they kept texting, and I was dead ass asleep. I, <laughs> I, my worst fear happened, and I was just like, nope, not happening. Oscar texted him. He said, "I don't need, I don't need this negativity in my life. I'm going to sleep." <laughs> and I think both of them thought I was kidding, and I was uh, that us. Yeah, I just noticed it was just me and Kels in the chat that night. I went to sleep. <laughs> um, Kurt Hawkins, Zack Ryder versus the Revival, surprisingly retained the titles. Um, I don't know where they're gonna take this, but if they're gonna give them, if they're gonna give Ryder and Zack a, a Ryder and Hawkins a run, they need a give them credibility in the ring like let them win win the match not roll-ups uh, what else anything interesting on raw oh bailey uh alexa bliss squash bailey i don't know what's going on but it was pretty much a squash match bliss is back i didn't even know bliss was back yep bliss is back the goddess is back um we had the first of two Becky Lynch and Lacey Evans segments, which I th- we talked about. Oscar's excited to see Lacey Evans. I am undecided. And then we had a tag team match. But let's talk about the main event. Oh, Dean Ambrose was the last moment on Raw. Oh, they aired that. I thought that was just like for the for the crowd. Um, that. The, the video you're probably talking about was just for the crowd, but they put it on www.com. I'm talking about Dean Ambrose. We're supposed to have a match with Bobby Lashley. And um, Bobby Lashley, before the match started, got the mic and said, uh, don't worry, Dean, I'll take care of your wife when you're gone. Yo. And uh, <laughs> that ensued into a big brawl, which ended with Bobby Lashley putting Dean Ambrose through the announce table. And that was the moment. That was the moment that Renee Young supposedly breaks kayfabe and runs to Dean Ambrose's aid and is all worried about him. You know how many she... spots that Dean Ambrose has taken where it would have made sense to have Renee Young act worried about her husband? And she didn't, but this is the one that did it. Does she run to his aid? Or does she make sure Bobby Lashley completed the job? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they need to give her, you know, I need they need to give her character, you know, a little bit of an edge. So this would be it. Yeah, I don't know, but it didn't. This doesn't feel like a send off. I, I didn't watch the video of his last moment or whatever, but I feel like this is the start of a angle. I think he's taking a break. Yeah, he uh, a, a prolonged break though. Like this isn't going to be your normal. Oh, CM Punk, I, I leave for three weeks and come back with a new belt. This is going to be. I think he's going to take six months or more. Which he needs, like even though he you know he took like nine months because he was injured, yeah. he needs to take he, he needs to take like and we all like we all wish we could take mental health breaks from work. This might be what he needs. Like some people just want to take a break and you know recharge and 
maybe he maybe he lost that smile. He's trying to get it back. <laughs> Speaking of nine month long breaks, Sami Zayn made his return to Raw and had a match for the Intercontinental Championship. It was a good match. Sami Zayn lost. <laughs> I feel like that's every single match he's had <laughs> after losing the NXT title. Oh, he had a great match. He lost. But man, Sami Zayn had a great match. But at the end of it, he turned heel. Um, I don't know if you kept up with like his Twitter stuff, in, but supposedly he was heel he was before like, he left, right? What? He wasn't he heel before he got injured? Yeah, but he came back and everybody popped, and he kind of like danced his way to the ring as a face. And then after the match, he had a he dropped the promo. He basically, you guys know that. I miss I I didn't really miss this or whatever and then he's like I didn't miss you guys and he cut cut a promo on the crowd and then he just told him see you in hell. But um he just needs to come back as a generico as um Cal said and you said and I agree. Yeah. Put on a freaking mask, act like you're Mexican, and you are the only one will allow the culture appropriate. How about that? <laughs> What else? The, or and John Cena, John Cena, the most the most overrated wrestler in wrestling history, made a surprise appearance at Raw. The Undertaker interrupted Elias' segment. I mean, it wasn't really a surprise because Bret Hart tweeted it. Like, <laughs> shout, out, shout out Bret Hart for putting that shit on Instagram like an hour before Raw started. That was payback for sending for Vince sending someone to jump him at the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> If you don't think that was an inside job, <laughs> Wallen. That was the, well, let's let's be super marky. They did that so people wouldn't go to the ROH show hmm. or pay attention to the ROH show. Yeah. Conspiracy theory, sure. Conspiracy ask. <laughs> um, I'm mad the crowd popped. Like I wish I was at Raw just to start an overrated chant or start a year. <laughs> there was a lot of those at SmackDown, and apparently at Raw too. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if if you guys watch 205 Live, go watch Buddy Murphy and Tony Nese rematch, and that whole match has your 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 that chant the whole match, and it's, <laughs> and it's a, lot, a lot of people leave, so the, you could definitely hear the chant on TV. I guarantee it. Hilarious. <laughs> if 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 you so quick thing about your if you would have said Yuri 10 years ago, it wasn't a good thing. Oh, no, no one was repeating it back to you. Mm-mm. Yuri 10 years ago, man, you was going to get robbed for your fitted, yeah, man, you your, shot. your chain, <laughs> your sneakers, or your coat. You did not want to hear Yuri 10 years ago. Now everyone says Yuri when they see their friends. That wasn't that, that wasn't the deal a decade ago. Um, What else? That What What else? Anything else stand out from, from Raw? And then, I mean, the, the end. The crap, the crap show main event. Um, Rollins versus Kofi. They were just getting into it, and then the bar, for some reason, decides to interfere in the match. And then they turned it into a tag team match, which the Marks did not approve of, and started a this is bullshit chant, which is 100% correct. It was bullshit, unnecessary. Kofi and uh, Rollins won, but it was pointless, stupid. The only way you can get a tag match over in a New York City crowd would have been if you have Teddy Long come out and say, holla, holla, holla. It's a tag team match, and then they might have gotten away with people not saying bullshit that quickly. Yeah, it was dumb, stupid. Or match. you go on a handicap match with the Undertaker, and then <laughs> everyone would have like, marked. 
Teddy Long needs to come back just to, just to say tag team match because that's the only time in my life where I was happy to hear the word tag team match. Or it was unexpected. Like, I like tag team wrestling, but I don't really like, like unexpected tag team matches except when Teddy Long said they were unexpected. <laughs> yeah, that's it for uh, Raw. It was disappointing. You know, the, the Raw after Mania is supposed to be something special. I don't know if it was just the crowd was tired or the card was not good. No, the card wasn't good. Came on TV watching it, it did not come off as like a raw after mania. It it, it seemed like a regular raw. Yeah. And I don't and know if, I, I mean that's what I got from the text. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if WWE was scared that they they matched up with the NCAA championship game too. So maybe that's why they didn't put much effort into it and just mailed it in. Might have something to hey, do with Randy. it. They just Randy Orrined it. <laughs> We're just going to start saying they... When someone mails something in, I'm just going to say they Orrined it. <laughs> uh, let's talk about SmackDown, which I attended. I got... Shout out to Varro. No I... shout out to Varro because he's <laughs> he bought the tickets without letting like me know. He usually lets me know. Even when he knows I'm going to say no. This, Bro, this I, one kind of hurt. I asked you the day before. I asked you the but day you of. Usually, of like... But you still usually ask me like right before you buy, though. <laughs> You usually I, ask me like five minutes before, like oh, I'm about to buy. I bought the tickets at seven fifty p.m. <laughs> you live in the Bronx, bro. You're not making it. <laughs> Yo, you see me drive? Uh, yeah. <laughs> when I'm on a mission, bro, you know we make it. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> um, seven, so I bought the tickets at seven fifty. This is how convenient the Barclays is for me. Seven fifty, eight oh two. I was at the Barclays Center already. So I caught the New Day celebration, celebrating Kofi Kingston's uh, championship. Cool moment, his kids in the ramp. And then it was interfered by the bar, and they brought out Drew McIntyre to make it, to make the main event a three-on-three match. Again, why? But, I don't know, SmackDown, SmackDown was okay. It was a quality, good quality wrestling. They had a Another three-on-three match, um, Ricochet, Alistair, and Ali versus Rusev, Nakamura, and Andrade. It hurt my soul to see CN take the pin, but I guess I understand it. You give the faces the pop, you give the crowd what they want, send them home happy. Always got to send the crowd home happy, WrestleMania week. Yeah, I think that's... It's the only week of the year Vince wants to send us home happy. I mean, up to now, I'm surprised we got what we wanted at Mania. Uh, I, I, I'm still, I'm still waiting to wake up and <laughs> the last four or five days of my life be a coma. And I was like, after Kofi died, after Kofi lost, you died. Like, <laughs> we had to revive you. I'm still waiting for that to actually be a thing. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else? Surprise appearance by Braun Strowman on SmackDown. Joe was cutting a promo that he's ready to take any wrestler down after he choked out our truth. And then Braun came in and I popped. Not gonna delivered, lie, I popped. delivered the hands. I I wanted him to choke him out though. If he would have choked out Braun Strowman, I think yeah, Barclays would have erupted. Yeah, the when that was happening, a Joe a Joe chant broke out. It wasn't nobody was rooting for Braun Strowman. Oh, was, Samoa Joe's so over in New York. Samoa it's Joe crowd. Yeah. Not even. Not even funny. Joe's extremely over. In, in big market areas like New York, Joe's so over. Oh, yeah. Everybody loves some of Joe. He's, he's, I don't know, he's just crowd favorite. 
Um, what else? Shout out, shout out to the Iconics. They broke a a streak on SmackDown. No, one of them shorties was thick, B. <laughs> Sheesh. I don't know which one of the Brooklyn Bells or whatever they were. They beat the the Brooklyn Bells. They are they were forty five and five and zero. Was it five and zero? I thought they said forty five and zero. Forty five and zero. Forty five and zero. Forty five and zero. Now they're forty five and one. The Iconics defended their titles bravely. And you know um, the New York the New York indie scene is nothing to play with. So that means you know they put in some oh, work yeah. to be forty five and zero. Mm-hmm. You think they just made that up? Come on. Nah. Yeah, they were at La Boom every week. <laughs> We've seen them before. But not, in, I, I see them. I see them before. In church basements. I've seen them at La Boom, like not wrestling, you know, as as bottle girls, but they was at La Boom. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, one thing about the Iconics, in person on the mic, their their voices kind of hurt in my ears. <laughs> they sound very annoying. Yeah, that pitch was something. Like I was laughing at everything they were doing at the same time. I was like, oh, this kind of hurts. Like Tony. Take it down one level, but the iconics are great. That little dance celebration they had going on in the ring was amazing. I popped for that. What else? Oh, the down. The the moment that I least liked on SmackDown: the Usos versus the Hardy Boys for the titles. The Hardy Boys won the tag team. Good titles. match. Good match. I I feel the Usos probably wanted to work with the Hardys, like on a one on one thing. Mm-hmm. I I don't think the Hardys needed to win was the ninth title reign. Yeah, I don't on this I don't get it why uh, they win. They they can't go in the ring like they used to. Oh, they're they're still two good workers, but like they can't Usos are the Usos are another level. Now, yeah. Yeah. Uso like Usos Usos I'm gonna say this. Usos would have been great in the first TLC match. That's the type of respect I have for the Usos. Oh yeah, you can plug them right in. Plug them right in. Mm-hmm. They, they would have fit perfectly. Um, but the match was good. I just did not want to see um, Jeff and Matt win the belts again. Yeah, I don't know you, why they're giving pop, them the belts. You you don't, the they don't need the belts. You pop the marks. Um, but yeah, they don't need the belt. Matt Hardy got two wooden legs. Like he can't go anymore. And then every time Jeff takes a bump, I wonder how many years of his life. Get cut off. <laughs> I mean, I've been saying that for like 12, 12 oh, yeah. 15 years. He's still but, Pretty but sure I mean, he's going to outlive us somehow. <laughs> but I mean, now that we're older, now I care. When I was a kid, I was like, all right, jump, jump, go fucking climb the Empire State Building and do a Swanton bomb. Which but... I'm still mad Shane McMahon hasn't done. <laughs> like, Shane, like, if you're listening, because I know you are, um, <laughs> you need to like jump off like 25 story building. At next year's WrestleMania in Tampa. I don't know if Tampa has 25-story buildings. <laughs> but Shane, you need to do something crazy. Jump off like the Buccaneer logo. Mm. It's, it's a Keyshawn, it's a Keyshawn Johnson logo too, right? No? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then after the Hardys won, Lars Sullivan came out and beat the shit out of both of them. Lars Sullivan just looks funny. I'm not going to say what, what I thought he looked like, but he looks funny. <laughs> Did, right? you know, did you know Lars Sullivan is the baby that Snitsky punted into the crowd? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, shout out to Snitsky and shout out to Heidenreich because that's how you need to be as a as a tall heel. It wasn't his fault, all right, guys. And if you don't know what Heidenreich promos I'm talking about, top five promos of all time. 
<laughs> Michael Cole was late to the Me Too movement. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> uh, what else was back? And no, no shout out to the marks there that didn't want to chant Chris Benoit after the headbutt. But that's a story for another day. Oh, um, when Shane McMahon came out and um, he said he's the best in the world, people were shouting uh, CM Punk. Yeah, fire. Because Shane McMahon said, "Please," at the end of it, yeah. fire. <laughs> that was that was a weird segment. I didn't. I, I, I didn't like, like the segment just, at all. It was stupid. That was a waste but of time. That was fire. The CM Punk thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was dumb. But they did start a uh, Greg Hamilton chant after. So at the end of the night, Greg Hamilton was over. And then we had the Becky Lynch and Lacey Evans segment, which was cool. Um, I think the shot of. Lacey Evans on the top of the ramp and Becky Lynch looking up up to her. That was a dope shot. And will probably be a big part of the promo package they make when they eventually square off. And we ended with the main event, like I said, three on three match. Um I'm not sure what happened to McIntyre during that match. He he just left. He walked through the crowd and I think somebody was like walking him back. Into the backstage, so I yeah, hope he's not. I hope he's not hurt or anything. But um, yeah, you got the new day wins. They got a pop, and then Kofi brought in his family. Like yo, his son like freaking loves wrestling. Like as soon as he, as soon as he got his family into the ring, his his son started running the ropes, bro. I marked out. Like and he knew how to run the ropes. Like he wasn't like clumsy about it. He knew how to run the ropes. Kofi trained him like at a young age. Yeah, that was dope. Like and then. He was climbing, like, the second rope, and he climbed up, like, the apron, like, turnbuckle, stuff like that. That was dope. It's a good moment. You, you know, the all crowd, of us, all crowd of us leaves are, happy. All of us that are children of immigrants know that they, you know, they put us to work at, like, four or five years old. <laughs> you better know what time it is. That's a fact. Um, all right. Any last comments for SmackDown? Nah. Well, nothing added. Nothing to add. Alright, yeah, I I thought it was good. I liked SmackDown. I thought it was a good uh, decision to go. I paid like eighty bucks for two tickets, so not bad. Yep. Uh, overall, I feel like WrestleMania weekend in New York City could have been done better. Um, you had mentioned it, and my friend uh, Josh had mentioned it, and a few other people. They said everything was too far out the way. You guys had said in New Orleans, everything was like close connected, so you you had yep. more time and like chill with Marks. New York is a very spread out city. But you could find an area where you could have done everything. Like, I know MSG and WWE aren't on the best terms right now. So, hold something at City Field. Hold something at Yankee Stadium. Like, this really WWE, I need to do this. Yeah. I if you hold something at either one of those event, either one of those venues, you're going to get mad people. You're going to fill them both up. Yeah, I was disappointed. Like, I didn't see a mark until, like, Sunday morning. And that's because I was around... Penn Station, and that's where people got to catch the train to go to MetLife. Like, up to, like, fr- Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I had not seen one mark. Yeah, and um, I, I saw a couple and marks, but I was, I was, I was, you know, I was by uh, 34th Street, so I was by MSG on a Saturday uh, during the, the show, right yeah. before the G1 show, so, like, I saw a lot of marks, but yeah, like, I didn't see, I, I remember seeing more marks for, like, WrestleMania, like, 20, obviously, and then 30, then, then I saw um, this time. Um. Also, uh, shout out to World Culture Wrestling. They had a 
nice little, you know, three-hour shows. Like, it was almost like sitting through a Raw SmackDown. But they had, like, you know, good thoughts. We had a very, the, probably the markiest crowd I've ever been a part of. It was, like, what, 60 of us. And it was, like, super marks everywhere. So it was, like, nice to be around, you know, a bunch of marks, talk about pro wrestling, this, listen to, you know, the, the UK point of view. So... If you don't, if you don't want to watch, watch what culture, you should check it out. They got some funny videos. They got a good. They usually have good top ten list, and they have an up or down about every show that goes on, on during the week. Yeah, we. I went to the what culture show with Oscar. It was it was fun. I don't watch what culture, but, and I don't know if I'm inclined to more now, but it was it was fun. I had fun that day. So I think the only thing we need to talk about now is the big news about Jim Ross going to AEW as we talked before. And AEW sitting down with Warner, which owns TNT, which owns TBS, which means. Or, I mean, a- correction, Turner. AEW. Warner, Turner. Yeah. I, I messed that up, my bad. It means AEW might be taking a time slot on either TBS or TNT. Uh, Varro's very indifferent about this. <laughs> I, I don't I don't like you like we talked a little off air. I just don't understand like you said um now TNT wants wrestling. Like I didn't understand that reference just because when WCW ended and stuff, I I personally wasn't invested, so I didn't care, and I never went back to like find out what exactly happened. And then Oscar gave me like a I still don't quick watch recap. TNT. It's no, I been, mean I mean oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I didn't I, know I, why I, oh. WCW ended. It's been eighteen years, and I still refuse to watch TNT. <laughs> They got basketball. I don't know what I, else they I have. I barely watch the games. That's all they have. Basketball. I try not to watch. I don't pay attention. I, I, you know, sometimes I watch inside, whatever, because I like Ernie. Or what are those dudes? I forgot their names. I'm, yeah. I'm so horrible. Ernie, but yeah, Shaq, I like watching uh, them. So I try Barkley. not to. I try not to. I try to watch the TBS games. Even though TBS lost them too, but like, still hurts TNT because little Oscar would sit on the couch, <laughs> watch his little Monday Nitro and be happy. And then, like, uh, when Bishaw was about to buy it, uh, TNT canceled it, so that's why they took it. That's why uh main reason why Vince McMahon was able to buy WCW because they had no TV contract. So it's kind of weird that everything comes back full circle. So if they come back on TNT, I don't know how I'm going to feel. It's going to be awkward, especially if they come out during the Monday Nitro time slot. I don't, I'm really going to be hurt. Hopefully they go on Tuesdays because now SmackDown's moving to Friday. So that would be a good void for them to fill in, I feel. Yeah, I mean, this is huge, though. TNT is a legit channel. It's not like Impact that struggled and now, to me, is non-existent because I don't watch it on Twitch and I don't... I don't I don't even know if we can go back and watch old Twitch shows. Like, I, I stopped watching Impact. After yeah, the first night I, After the first night on Twitch, I haven't watched it since. I was, I was riding Impact for Impact on, on Pop or whatever the hell it was on and then they took it off and I'm just like, yeah. I was riding hard for like, what was it three, four months? I was riding hard for Impact. Yeah, and then they just put it on a tough, ridiculous time, like Friday at ten p.m. Like I'm not watching wrestling Fridays at ten p.m. I'm doing two things Fridays at ten p.m. I'm sleeping. I'm smoking hookah. <laughs> I'm not watching pro wrestling. And then nobody has that other the channel that they're on. Well, yeah, nobody I has. Don't even it remember what's that channel? Pursuit. Not- Something. Uh, Pursuit no. or like some other thing, some like hunting channel, right? Yeah, a mega, Shout out- mega channel. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. Impact. You you see you see what happens when companies try to go. You need to be on a valid network. Go wide, for, for right? They try to watch. make a name for themselves, but don't have the television support. TNT is a a, a big a big uh, brand. They have the power to get eyes on AEW, and if they do it, 
then I think Vince and Triple H have something to be worried about. I mean, the money is long in AEW. It's probably longer than McMahon's money, honestly. That money is long. Wait, um, Khan or whatever? Yeah, Khan's money's long. He's probably worth, I think he's worth more than Vince. Mm, yep. His son's his son's running the AEW. All he got to do is hit up daddy and be like, yo. I need more money. Dean Ambrose took a break, right? <laughs> How much to get him out of his break? The same. A lot of guys take breaks. Hogan took a break. But then they all come back. Brian Pillman took a break. He could People take breaks. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> you know, this Brian Billman took the break from WCW. I mean, cabrón. People take breaks. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Sometimes so. breaks are nice, but if someone, if I take a break and someone offer me twice what I'm making, um, you think I'm going to take that break? Again. <laughs> I'll, I'll be there Monday morning, master. <laughs> I think that wraps up our uh, WrestleMania and. Last minute breaking news, right? Yeah, there's been nothing really else. It's wrestling. It's everyone's on a wrestling hangover. So if you don't listen to this show for like two, three weeks, and you don't watch Raw or SmackDown for like two, three weeks, completely understand. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm tired. Like on uh, Tuesday morning, I was tired, and that was just because we went to the What Culture show and we sat there for like three, four hours. I was like, why am I tired? And then I realized, freaking eight hours, eight hours of like sitting on my couch watching WrestleMania. Then Monday, it was four hours of what culture. And then Tuesday, I went to sit in uh, Barclays for like three hours. Oh, this is four days in a row I've seen Kofi win the belt, by the way. <laughs> I don't know when I'm ever going to get tired of this. I'm going I'm to rewatch that match right after we finish, after we log off. But um, yeah, if you guys, any questions, you already know, at Los Marcos Pod on both, Los Marcos Pod, I don't know what language I'll speak right now. <laughs> On both uh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Varro runs the Twitter. I usually run the IG. So any questions, let us know. I don't know who unfollowed us on IG, but no I'm a block out. No, no shout, shout out to you. To you. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys didn't hear that, um, you can always open the podcast episode description and all our handles are there. Thanks for tuning in. We are Los Marcos. We are out. Peace.